Hello, Brian's and possibly not Brian's. This is all the Brian's, where a Brian interviews Brian's. And this episode is brought to you by the 2018 class of the Football Hall of Fame, including Brian Erlacher and Brian Dawkins. The Football Hall of Fame. Is it in you, or are you not Brian? So this episode's Brian is responsible for something that's beloved by millions of people every week because he's an operator of the virtual yellow line for first downs in football broadcasts, which is a deceptively simple on-screen solution with a bunch of complex things going on behind the scenes, as Brian will explain. Here's Brian. My name is Brian McDonald, and my main uh, role in this life is currently I work in sports television, where I work for a company that specializes in uh, television graphics, but our main claim to fame is that we operate the virtual first down yellow line uh, that you see on football games. And when you go to a football game, no one realizes that it's not actually there. And suddenly you're watching on TV and you're like, how does well, it happen? You're involved in the graphics department, right? Or yeah. Like you kind of. So specifically, it's like we are a client-based company mm-hmm. and it's so specialized in the way that we help the graphics departments of our clients, our clients being like NBC, CBS, ESPN, etc. Uh, but there are like other, just a lot of clients that use this virtual software, they outsource it from our company. Uh, and it's basically, there are, it's a group of us. Yeah. And, you know, everyone has their own roles. There's primary operators, there's secondary operators. I started out as a secondary one doing it for a couple of specific cameras. And then the next year I became a primary operator where it's like... For the yellow line. For the yellow line specifically, yes. Uh, Where we actually put it on specific cameras just every single week during the football season. So there's a lot that goes into just what computers that we're using in order to operate an application that specifically puts the line on a certain yard line and what's 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage to the first down line, you know, and that's kind of the main thing. There's an application that I operate and we go from there for three hours. You with like three other guys, you're saying, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So, but we all have different roles. So at first it was like, you're working on a, like hardware but then there was like you're operating an actual software that is moving the line but then there are other guys around you that are helping you yeah like knowing where the line is or if they're helping set up i'll take you through a typical weekend basically yeah just getting ready for a sunday afternoon nfl game let and just we get there on friday we're starting to set up our computers we probably have like five to seven uh different machines that all and how many cameras are normally in a game uh that are in a game overall they're using the virtual first down line yeah the yellow line. The virtual first down line i would say typically there are three to four okay. uh, they can go up to nine or ten depending on the occasion uh but, but three for, to four in a normal broadcast that makes sense like, yeah right? it's like usually like the 50 yard like wide one right and so there's, there's like the end zone ones like the red so, zone ones right right so for a typical game that i've usually worked uh it's been the three game cameras, which are the cameras that they take for when the game is actually happening, no replays whatsoever. So there's one at the 25-yard line, there's one at the 50, and there's one at the other 25-yard line. Okay, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got those three. And then there's an end zone camera that helps uh, spot it for field goals, as well as it's just another angle for them to use for replays. Uh, there's also an all-22 camera where it's just a big wide angle, as you mentioned before, and... Uh, you know, those are the main ones, but we can also do it on a Skycam, you know, the ones that are just floating in midair. Yeah, and, okay, and you can actually do it on the Skycam. We can, yeah. So it's a different, a slightly different way that we would be able to do it where we're using different points on the field uh, to optically track it. But um, I'll get into that. Uh, okay, yeah, but, let's stick to the not Yeah, Skycam. I'll stick with I'll, the standard one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let's stick to the walkthrough of the normal. Right, so yeah. uh, there are specific... Uh, there's specific hardware that goes onto the cameras that we use to put the yellow line on uh, that are able to measure how a camera operates. So, like, we'll we'll take, like, units. We'll make imaginary units out of the way that it is panned left and right, tilting up and down like a certain camera. So we use those units, 
in order to kind of map out our football field to see exactly where that line is supposed to be. You know, uh, okay. and so, so it's like the whole field is already like just mapped. Yeah, so it's already predetermined uh, just through our software engineers on the back end. But that's what I'm curious about, the movement of the cameras then. Yeah. You actually have hardware that's determining as those cameras move the three-dimensional shift in exactly. where... Exactly. Oh, it's crazy. So, okay. we're yeah, we're using uh, what we call a pan head, which is what the camera goes on, where we take imaginary units out of that for panning left and right tilting up and down and we're also taking uh units from the camera lens where it zooms in and out and as it focuses on certain parts at each zoom level yeah and then from there we can be able to determine exactly where the yellow line has to be on the field and how it can talk to our application where it shows exactly what yard line it's supposed to be and just stay in that spot. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't realize that the, the cameras, the, the, each individual camera had, you know, has the computations that f- factored in the, the shift and the change and yeah. the up and the down mm-hmm. to keep that line planted in whatever way. Yeah, it's, it's like, kind of specific. It can get complex, but that's kind of a good gist yeah. of... But you can't just have some guy running out in the field with a handheld camera, like, recording the game. No. That would mess up the computation. Exactly. Kind of a thing. Yeah, so, like, even if, like, the tripod on the camera moves, yeah. then it can kind of just mess with everything that we've yeah. done, and then we kind of have to... You know, go through a certain calibration process to do it all over again. So, how how focused do you have to be during the entire broadcast versus like, is it more of a you're monitoring in case something automated goes wrong? Sure. You kind of set and forget, or like, sure. how much is manual in your in your job? Sure. So, for during the actual game, uh, when we're done setting up, like at the cameras and everything, and when we realize that. Um, our lines are all good and ready for air. In the middle of a game, on Sunday, we're getting to Sunday because that that's kind of like a two day process as we're getting everything ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on Sunday, sit in front of a computer, and we are actually manually putting in place exactly where the line of scrimmage is and the first down line where they're supposed to be. And manually and I got, putting it in. What do you mean by manual? So I'm like clicking. I'm I'm actually clicking to make sure that I have it on like the 35 yard line, left and right. In whatever your proprietary software is. Right. Exactly. So so imagine like I'm looking at an application and there's a football field. Yeah. So I'm clicking on that part of the football field where I know it's supposed to be. Okay. And sometimes I can go at five yards at a time and click at five yards. Sometimes one or ten yards at a time. Yeah. And uh, just making sure that it is in the correct place. And I got people around me that are listening, that are uh, trying to talk to me saying, hey, it's in the correct spot. You're good. Or if it's like, oh, it's a little bit to the right, click it left. Or if it's a little bit to the left, click it right. You know, and we're making sure it's there. And before they take that camera on the uh, broadcast, we want to make sure that it's in the correct place so no one is freaking out like, where's the yellow line? So like in between plays... That's when we're trying to figure out where it's at. That's kind of our main scramble point. But in the middle of a play, making sure it's all good. You know, we're just watching. When it's off the game camera, we fade it out and just move on to the next play. Yeah. It's such a crazy, like, They're niche. not robots, man. I know. It's, it's such us. A, it's such a crazy niche specialized job that you do. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does take a lot of concentration because... Oh, yeah. Um, we do... Get, so there are three things that we mainly have to get on air. It is the first down yellow line. There's the uh, line of scrimmage where they're actually starting the play. So that's yeah. the blue line. Blue, yeah. And then there's... Uh, usually, it depends on the broadcast or the series. And uh, there is the down and distance, what we call the feather. So where it says first and ten or second and eight, we actually try uh, to yeah. plan it on the field to make it look like it's, it's actually like on the field. Yeah, it's an arrow pointing in the direction yeah. that they're going. So yeah. we're responsible for that. So what comes up into that arrow usually is automated. Uh, sometimes it can't, depending on if something goes down uh, just between different trucks. And uh, But for actually placing the line, we always like to stress uh, you know, just try to get as accurate as we can. Yeah. But we know that we're not official, but we just make sure that we're just like so close, especially with the first down line, because like for some reason you, a viewer is like, oh my God, he got over the line. 
That's yeah. totally a first down, but then they uh, end you're up measuring it. A, you're gonna have an entire country being like, "That's it's an angry mob." Yeah, that's yeah. that's over. That if you, if you're off by a freaking you know centimeter, yep. it's 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 the difference between like a bunch of hardcore fans going ape shit <laughs> or being like, eh, "That's yeah. too close to call." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's uh, like as much as it's like a click of the mouse yeah. is you're. You're in charge of pandemonium, right. and we do free, and we do freak out about that sometimes. We're like, "Oh my god, what if we get this wrong?" Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so I'm curious: is like, has the uh, has the virtual line ever been put at you know a different yard than like the orange markers? Not you can like you know let's say by mistake, but let's yeah. also say by like. Is there a time where you've known that the orange markers were wrong and then the yellow line were like, no, no, let's do it right in our broadcast? Right, right. (laughs) You're talking about like if it's ever, ever wrong in any way possible. If it's ever (laughs) different, can we just talk about any time that you are aware of them when it's been different than the orange markers? Okay. Uh, So there can be times where the team that has the ball is in a no huddle offense. Mm-hmm. And there are, and they go a lot quicker. And maybe the referee doesn't spot the ball in the correct place, or not maybe not the correct place, but they don't spot it right away in a at a point where we can't actually put it down correctly or know when we actually insert it that we know that it's going to be in the correct place. Yeah. Um, so we deal with that uh, sometimes. Sometimes people fat finger and they just click and it goes. It could go a yard or <laughs> can go a yard back. You know, certain points maybe. So there's, been, maybe, some, there's been some accidents. There right? can we'll be accidents. Yeah. yeah, there yeah, can yeah. be some accidents. But you know what? It luckily we keep that so tight that like the people around me or who and or if I'm the guy that's actually helping, the main person uh, is actually. Um, you know, we're just making sure, like, if they're not, if we're not completely sure, if the spotter's not completely sure, sometimes we just leave it out. You know, <laughs> we can't, we can't freak the viewer out being like, why is this happening? Why is it here? Why is yeah. it not? But no, it's. But like, I'm more curious about like what you said in that first instance of like, uh, the if you you put it in a place where you knew that the first the orange markers were erroneous and on the field. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, so it's like almost like you. As a as a sports technology company, it's like almost like a judgment call, not a judgment call, Can but be, a, yeah. but a but a correction call. Yeah, it's like interesting that that's like that even that exists. It can but be it, because like there's human error on the field. Oh yeah, there can be. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then and then it's just like no, no, no we're gonna do be professionals and get the broadcast right. You know, right. so <laughs> there is a time where usually when you're watching a game and when we're actually watching it firsthand, yeah, that the far sideline and you look at those orange sticks yeah sometimes those are official sometimes they aren't the chain uh the near side can be but it, we don't have a good angle at the near side uh, so we just kind of go by the far side if we feel like they are just way off in a way sometimes we'll be like screw it we're gonna keep it where we're at but you know <laughs> if we find out eventually that you know maybe it's not the best maybe we'll just be like okay we'll give in we have to match the best we can We'll see what we can do, and uh, yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah, go yeah, from yeah. there, you know. But sometimes, you know, it's not like we, we tally up, okay, we got it right, oh, we got it wrong. It's just <laughs> like, but whenever they bring out the chains to, for the small measurements, yeah. that's when we're like, hmm, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as then when you have people, like players then that are like doing that effect that I mentioned earlier where they're running over the yellow mm-hmm. line yeah. and not affecting it. I'm assuming that has something to do with like we're in a room with a green screen. It has yes. something to do with how appropriate a, it does. Uh, yeah. like, like, a, like a kind of a chroma effect where it's like a green screen kind of effect. Is that? It's exactly that. Yeah. So okay. we have a, another application that we use where we can do chroma keying and take specific colors and highlight them and be and just basically tell our software and our video output, Hey, make sure that you actually don't draw over this color or make sure you draw over this color and not the other one. So, you know, typically we use 
uh, the color green for that. Sometimes we use blue depending on it. So like, it's probably if, a range of green though, right? Like, yeah, exactly. The field has to have a range. Of it's green. not like we're picking like off the uh, the rainbow yeah. exactly that green that is shown on a rainbow. It's yeah. It's got to be like the yeah. Some fields look yeah. You know, dirt green. There are different like, shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we do that. So as a result, it's kind of hard to. Um, you know, try to filter that out completely for teams like the New York Jets, the Green Bay Packers, where they're oh, yeah, constantly the green. wearing green. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, so we got has that, that resulted? I mean, I, I don't know. Probably maybe in the earlier days, has that resulted in like some a little bit of finicky? It can, the... it can, and you know, specifically when there is a really torn up field where it just gets seems to get really brown, it starts to get meshed with like a color that kind of looks like. A certain gray where you know you're con- you're constantly actually just normally going over players' skin and everything. And if it snows, I mean, think about if it snows, yeah, like you're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. filter that the best out you can. And sometimes you know, it's just you either get the yellow line or you have it just go under the snow, you know. <laughs> but it's just gonna draw over everybody usually. So is this is this the are you, is your company the only company that like really does this technology? Yeah, like so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of backtrack. The The company is SMT. Uh, it's okay, it's yeah, short yeah, yeah. for Sports Media Technology. Um, we're based in Durham, North Carolina. And, you, you know, said they like, pioneered it kind of, right? They did pi- yeah, they did pioneer it. And uh, in a way, it, it started kind of in the mid to late 90s as, uh, you know, just an idea. Like, that, I remember the shift. Because, like, I remember would watch football games with my dad, and I remember there was then that shift, that yellow line, right. and I just remember... Even... Right. And there are multiple companies that, that do that, you know, um, as far as, like, just around the world, you know, sometimes in the nation. I mean, graphics they, graphics machines are can come from totally different places, like other companies that are based out of just, as I said, in the world and uh, in the nation. And, um, <laughs> you know, we've partnered with some... We've, uh, you know, sometimes it's just, as I said, we're a client-based company. So, you know, sometimes we're fighting over who does the line. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes uh, it folds. Depends on the operation and the business of everything, you know. But it are, just happens. You, but SMT then is like, are they, they're basically the main player. They're a, in that they are a standard, especially for the first down yellow line. They are definitely the standard for virtual graphics in a live television environment, specifically in the field. So, so. speaking of live, yeah. does... Uh, does computation kind of delay the actual It does a broadcast. little bit. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, by a few frames, we are, we have to, in fact, delay the whole uh, broadcast in a way where it is just... Everything has to be synced just a little bit, like maybe like six to ten frames. I mean, think of it this way. They're like, 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 like less than half a second, basically. Right, exactly. <laughs> so... You know, it's not by too much. It's not by too much, but in order to put the graphics on the screen, some crunching of the computations for this to happen. Interesting. Okay, so (laughs) I read that like earlier in the implementation that it costs like like twenty five thousand dollars per broadcast to implement it, and it was like Fox Sports was like wanting to like cut costs and like get rid of it after they had just introduced it, like in the late nineties. Right. And then there was like this kind of like this outcry of people like, no, it's like the best thing ever. And there's like a website called like lovetheline.com was started and like. Oh my gosh. Like I'm assuming it costs a fraction of the, that price now that as the technology's improved. Do you have any idea ballpark like how much it costs per broadcast? They don't let me see those numbers, but. Uh, can, can you, you can say, okay, so. Compared to $25,000 in 2001, would you say it's. Less, much less, or wildly less? <laughs> I'll say, uh, if we're basing it, you said 25? Yeah. 25 grand? Uh, in 2001. I'll say it's kind of roughly in that boat, but I will say this. It's still in that it's, boat? It stays that way, but oh. it depends. There are actually multiple ways to do it. You know how I was mentioning the Skycam, how it optically tracks? Yeah. So you can actually possibly do that with uh a regular camera as well so there are different options in the way that you're able to get the yellow line on the field and some ways are cheaper some ways aren't 
You know, it depends on... Well, I want to know... Okay, well, I want to dive into the Skycam a little bit, uh-huh. because, like, okay. me and some of my friends, we love the Skycam, <laughs> and we're like, why is this not being used more in football games? And I'm wondering, is it the yellow line, the virtual yellow line, is that so, is that what is holding back the Skycam? Holding back as in, you mean... It, it's implementation and being more prevalent in, in sports broadcasts. You know, it's tough to say. Because so. I feel like it's the Skycam is not being used enough. I think I'm just biased because I love the Skycam. <laughs> you mean you're not getting motion sickness? No. No, I love it. I love there that. are pros like, and cons. I love like, seeing that like first-person-ish kind of like video game-ish like, replay. Yeah. And not necessarily, it doesn't have to be like live, but like, oh, I love it seeing in the replays. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just not used enough. <laughs> so, and I was like, when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, maybe it's just much harder to ever do like the first down yellow line on the Skycam. Yeah. So that's what's holding back the right. Skycam. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting to say it that way. Could it be holding it back? I don't, I don't think so. Because okay. as I said, with technology advancing, you know, there have been ways that we've had software developers on the back end uh, in our company that have been able to put our lines on a flying camera. And, uh, you know, we have, we've been able to get it down. At first, we were able to get it down for replays. And then eventually, we were able to develop it that it could actually go on a live camera. And, you know, last year, we had a big breakthrough uh, where there was actually a specific game between the Patriots and the Falcons uh, on Sunday Night Football. It was a rematch of one of the Super Bowls. And uh, it was very foggy that day. The or that Super night. Bowl, yeah. yeah. No, it was, fo- it was foggy in the uh, regular season. Okay. And it was at a point where it got so foggy that none of the game cameras that were on in the stands would be able to actually see the game. So they had to take the Skycam uh, as their main camera no matter what. So as a result, you know, we had to make sure that our lines were as perfect as possible. I actually happened to be running uh, the Skycam specific software for to get the all line on for that game. And, okay. <laughs> you know, it happened for a full half. Sometimes it got on, sometimes it doesn't. It, it can get harder just because, you know, we're not in control of the camera. But, you know, we're looking at different points of the field in order to make sure that it get that... Um, it is tracking okay and that the yellow line is in the correct place and all that. And it was a success. And as a result, you know, NBC was able to do a couple of games on their uh, Thursday night football package where they actually used the Skycam as their main cam uh, the whole game. You know, it was kind of an experimental broadcast in that way. And a lot of other... Uh, series have been adapting that. Uh, there was a five football series that we actually uh, partnered with that we were able to do something on NFL Network, and uh, they use Skycam as their main camera. Um, oh, you know, just All different right, series. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to know then that the technology is at a place where I don't have to. I don't have to fault you and the and the, and SMT for holding back the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we're we're just trying to help them, and they're trying to help us, and. You know, it, so you in see, many occasions it works, man. <laughs> so you mentioned that you were, you know, operating part of the software involved in like something as big as like the Super Bowl and stuff yeah, like that. Sure. Like, are you are you then like, do you attend these uh, events in person or is this all done like remotely for you, like just for you specifically? Sure. So just about Brian's. I don't care about anybody else. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, we want to know about the Brian's. So you know. What kind lot. of perks are you getting out of this? Fair enough, yeah. So we do travel a lot for our job. I specifically travel a lot uh, every weekend uh, during football season from the weekend after Labor Day, uh, sometimes up till the Super Bowl, sometimes up till mid-January, depending on uh, the network that I get assigned to. You know, we have uh, people that are assigning us to different series over the course of the year. And, uh, you know, for... So you're... But you are then there at the broadcast... I am. At the events. Yeah, so we're actually working in TV trucks. We we build our system in the TV trucks. Uh, there are probably four to five for the shows that I do. Four to five trucks, I should say. Um, because a lot of them, where we are needed on site, they actually... Uh, they're the biggest show on their network. So for the first couple of years that I did uh, football, uh, it was Sunday night football for NBC. So biggest show, primetime yeah. number one show. They got like five to six uh, mobile units. The, the country. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was doing that for the first couple of years. And then this past year, I was on the main broadcast for the CBS NFL games because they have multiple ones on Sundays. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but for their main show, they 
put out four to five mobile units and they have us come on site and they uh we probably have mobile like units, you mean that you're in like the tv a, trucks you're yeah. a, and you're a, so a tv truck you're not in the actual stadium right outside. we're right outside of it either that or we're under the stadium where the the arena or the stadium actually has space for these tv trucks to come in is there any sort of like a uh, seniority in terms of like your crew, you say it's like three to four maybe of just operating this technology. Yeah, they, like uh, is like is there a more high pressure position in the unit versus others that that becomes a seniority position, or is it just more like based on your forte, skill set, whatever? There like, can be so, you know, it's so specialized that you don't really have a skill set. There isn't like a skill set that people are really looking for when you go into. It, you know, there's obviously the concentration factor and everything. Yeah. But, you know, in some ways, being the primary operator of what happens in the middle of the game isn't the biggest role. I mean, like, there's a lot of setup that goes into it. Like, I got two guys with me this year, Alex and Kevin. And Kevin is the main guy because he has been on the show for years. And he has a good, like, uh, relationship with everybody. Because it's not just doing the job in the middle of the game well it's also just making sure that you're getting along with the crew and that the crew you're able to reach out and make sure that you get what you need from the crew in order to make your job and their job successful you know like the producer and the director you know like for sunday night football our main guy tom he you know he interacts every single week with the producer and director for sunday night football primetime's number one show and just you know he's making sure that our primary line operator is doing well and that everything is uh, going well. And sometimes that's kind of based as like the main lead of how everything's going and and seniority, I guess mm-hmm. you can say, where it's like it's not just who's in front of the computer, but it's yeah. also just making sure it's like uh, controlled chaos. Like you want to make sure that there's actual control as all this live television environment stuff is happening. You know, so they're kind of the main guys to look at where it's, uh, you know, as long as they're interacting and they're kind of like the liaison between what we're doing in our little world of virtual yellow line stuff. Yeah. Between us and the uh, the main control room with the directors and producers and main graphics coordinators and all that. So, yeah. So, like, who would be your point person in terms of, like, a, during a broadcast? Is it just, like, everybody in the booth is just speaking, or everybody in the truck is speaking freely? Yeah. But who's getting the feed from the, yeah. the, the the outside? Here's a good example. There's a there's another line that we sometimes put in at the end of a game, which is the field goal target line. It's a really thick red line oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that we're able that. to put yeah. in. <laughs> and sometimes I'll ask my uh, I'll ask the main lead of our show, Kevin. Right, yeah. Not show, but like our specialized part. I'll tell Kevin, hey, do they want the target line in? And then he'll relay the message to the producers and directors and make sure that if what their decision is, he relays it back to me and we'll go from there and I'll insert it from there if they actually want it or not. Because, you know, like we're not, we're making some of the decisions ourselves, but when it comes to big things like putting in a totally different line or if there's like a situation where it does snow and we have to draw over people, like we got to make sure that we approve it with someone, you know? So we're going to tell, we're going to make sure, (laughs) hey, before we do this, we're going to let you know that we're actually going to do this. And then they'll come back being like, okay, or they'll be like, no. So, you know, stuff like that. What is the vibe in the truck? Like, I'm just curious. It's just like, is it, is it, is it chaotic or (laughs) or are you guys a kind of well-oiled machine? Like, how would you just... Just like in a short sentence, how would you describe like, when it, the vibe in the truck? When it comes to setup, it can be a well-oiled machine. You know, we're just chugging along. We're doing our thing. We're also like a family. You know, yeah. we're yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. we're next to uh, like the replay department where they're doing they're operating their little machines that can play back uh, yeah. from different cameras. You know, we're talking with the graphics guys all the time. We're talking with the guys that are the main engineers of the truck, and you know. That's kind of more in the setup scenario, but during the game, sometimes it can be chaotic depending on the pace of the game. Yeah. Like if a team's going slow, you know, we're kind of just in our, that's when we can be a well-oiled machine, not going fast, but we're like, we're in our groove, we're in our zone. Yeah. But you know, okay. if for some reason things happen, you know, we're just kind of like, okay, let's just do this. Everyone remain calm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a guy that can worry a lot real quick too. <laughs> the stress level can get high sometimes and, uh, 
sometimes it shows, sometimes yeah. it doesn't, but it's like... But in general, the vibe of the truck is like, you know, just a bunch of people focused, concentrated in yeah. their job. Not, it's everyone not doing their job. Chaos, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, curious, okay, what, random question. Sure. Why, do you know anything about the, just like the why yellow? <laughs> <laughs> um, in writing, and like, there's no, there hasn't been a memo that's been like, why do you, why does it have to be yellow? But I'm assuming yeah. it's just because of how bright the color is, to be honest. Just how much it pops. It just pops, that. you know. You're able yeah. to know exactly where it's at. You yeah, know? I'm just curious, yeah. What but you know, mean? every every series is different. Sometimes the network wants it to pop out and know this is exactly where the first outline is. You know, Fox and CBS are kind of like that a lot, and uh, I've noticed that when I did the NBC show. It's n it doesn't pop out as much, but it's still yellow. It's kind of more like faded gold. It's because like they want it to they want to make it more real. They want it the augmented reality aspect of it to seem more real on the field. So it's like kind of painted on, but it's not like yeah. super bright where it's like okay, it's clearly not there. But they want you to know in a way that it's like just it's not distracting from the view viewer. Like yeah. if you got the play over here, but the lines over here, they don't want to be like. There's a line. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna get at a point where they can just have it on the field, like as just some sort of like laser system that That's... people is like our guest or like people who don't even know that it's not there. I don't know. Guest. There are there are always rumors yeah. where like there'll be a reference, but maybe you know I I couldn't really say. I really don't know. It's not that I don't. It, it's not that I know and I can't say. It's just like. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. I mean, like what are those things where like you grow up with now? Then seeing the yellow line on TV, and you go to a NFL game or yeah. a cultural game or any game almost mm -hmm. now. It's just like you have this expectation of like, wait, I have to go look at these like chains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cones, yeah. Like, right. Well, I mean, I remember my first football game where it's just like. Okay, now I have to look on the sideline every time to see if they actually got the first down or not. And now, you yeah, know, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. there'll be a time though where you know it'll get approved that people can just... see it because like it won't just it won't just affect the viewer's perspective when they put it actually down on the field. It's It'll also going to affect the players too. Exactly. You know, yeah, do yeah, people yeah, want yeah. that advantage? Do they think it's distracting? Do you think? Do they think it's gonna? I mean, I don't know, you know, like a defensive player could set up right there to specifically stay there and make sure that no one gets on that line. Oh, interesting. I don't know if people want that. I think that people want it. I think people will. <laughs> I think people want it. I think, I think yeah. it's got to happen. It's a I discussion think... that has probably been <laughs> ongoing for years, man. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. We're not the first people to pontificate about the yellow line becoming a reality on yeah. the f actual field. Sure. Just curious if you knew no. any information about that. No way. But so, okay, so do, do you know any more information just about, as somebody in the company, just the story of the implementation? Do you have any anecdotal uh, hearsay of a story not, that, that people can't just, you know, maybe look up on Wikipedia or whatever? Not entirely. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the people that I have interacted with or I've, I've been on emails with or I've talked to in order to, like, get stuff done are people that have maybe not been there from the start, but they have just enhanced it in such a huge way that no one has ever been able to imagine until until now. And that's kind of actually is mainly from that Skycam specific uh, scenario where it's like you're not even just putting a line down. You can even put like 3D graphics down. You know, you can do anything with that. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of where I've just, that's that's my limit. The limit is the people that have enhanced it not maybe the people that have done from scratch. I mean, when it came from scratch, I think I was only like five years old. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I started working for the company maybe four or five years ago. So, oh, yeah. So it was nice. Yeah. yeah so you've been there, case, You've been there for four or five exactly, years. Exactly, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because it's interesting. Because like, I just like, some, did some like precursory, like just like Googling. And mm -hmm. like I, I read that the company first tried to do like making the, the hockey puck like kind of glow right. and like a trail behind it so I, let's just broaden it now because just on the website um i read that it said that like we're a company built on first the, the first yellow first downline mm -hmm. revolutionizing tv football the first wireless scoring scoring system for golf yep. um the first serve speed system for tennis sure um, the first on-screen score bug, no more panning to the scoreboard, first 
real-time position pointer for motorsports, which that sounds like huge for just watching, uh, uh, like, you know, auto racing, which I don't really watch, but sounds <laughs> like that's like a huge way to change your game changer for watching it. That's definitely but, something that I, I had to learn quick. Auto racing was actually one of the first things I did before football. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. It, it slowly was something that I realized that wasn't just virtual graphics, where it's like you're not only dealing with putting a 3D graphic or you're not dealing with just augmented reality, but you're also dealing with getting, you're trying to portray statistics that happen in sports that are like, that are generated. Uh, you're trying to put them on air, right? Yeah. So when it came to auto racing, the main claim to fame, and there's like a great foundation down there for what we do, is taking racing data that you find on the track, miles an hour, you know, fastest lap, how much... What, how was your lap compared to the leader's lap? You know, stuff like that. Um, we are able to generate that and push it to other graphics machines uh, as well as we're able to make like the race leaderboard that you see on either like the side of a television screen or at the top. It's, a, it's basically a leaderboard that constantly shows you who's in the lead the, and just like real-time changes. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. let's say like Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, suddenly gets bumped and he goes down five uh just five parts or five uh places yeah like yeah, you yeah. know you're not gonna have to wait for that you know it's gonna be automatically generated through our products and then it gets spits out and you're able to see the viewer is able to see on the leaderboard that he went down five uh places instantly so we're able to take stuff like GPS data. We're able to take lines that are put down on the track, uh, the start-finish line, anything that is either official or unofficial, and just give the viewer a good sense of where the cars are. And, you know, as well as being able to highlight them through pointers too. You know, if there's a lot of cars in one place, you know, you're able to show them real quick uh, just by able to, by just like showing an arrow. And then from there, just, showing exactly who that car is so we have we do it for a lot of racing series it is considered a character generator or some people call it just cg for short so that's where the score bug thing kind of comes into play for auto racing Interesting. okay, okay yeah okay. where it's like you know we have someone operating that uh bug as well as making sure that the stats that are coming in and the data is being uh sorted out correctly and is accurate to wherever place it's going. And like we're showing that data to announcers, we're showing it to producers to make sure that everyone's on the right yeah. track and that everyone's able to see in the TV truck still. This is all still happening in a TV truck. Yeah. yeah where yeah, yeah. they're able to, you know, it's an easier way to follow the race. And it's a good way to tell a story, not just by what you see through the cars, but also the way that you're seeing it in graphics at the bottom of the screen and by just like actual text. That is being shown at numbers. So yeah, no, it's a lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you said you weren't that familiar with auto racing beforehand. Like, I think I'm kind of like probably the same. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't watch that much auto racing, but sure. it's, it's super interesting to just know how like a broadcast of it comes together mm -hmm. and like how to make it, because yeah, like how to make it interesting, and more trackable, and like, how <laughs> yeah, and like over the years, like you know, more, more data is. Uh, being it's accessible to the viewer or to a fan so like it's not just become like but you're how... also responsible for like the the totally like arbitrary random stats yeah in a little ways like all the know? random stats that are coming yeah very data, very based yeah. on statistical data so that's kind of like yeah. our second claim to fame in a way that's more low-key though do you use actual like sensors in in objects like that, that's gonna yeah. that's kind of becoming a thing now with a lot of um, more popular leagues, so like NASCAR was one of the big ones to do it because he got a lot of things going on, like you know horsepower and RPM and even yeah, other yeah. different ac um, just acronyms or random things yeah, that I don't time, know about. Like data yeah, kind of stuff. exactly. And but you may see it with uh, more known leagues like you know the NHL, the NBA, um, the NCAA might even open up as well, where they're like gonna they they might make data more available. Yeah. Uh, to not just teams, but also like viewers. But, you know, a lot of people are passive because, you know, you don't want a lot of teams knowing exactly how are you able to do this and that um, just in the way that you're able to track. So the problem with that is, you know, we want to portray it on TV. But if you portray it on TV, you're doing it to the public. And sometimes leagues like that, sometimes, don't, sometimes they don't, depending on what you want to do. 
Um, but it could become a trend. You know, everything's becoming much more accessible. Um, even gambling data too. You know, gambling okay. has become such a huge thing. No, honestly, all the numbers, just the way, the way they're generated and how many bets that you're able to make um, from, like, the beginning of the game to an end, like all these prop bets that suddenly appear, so they like, can just make, they can be bigger. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense that like, your company would, like, probably, you know, partner with a broadcast of, like, World Series of Poker or something like that. Yeah, and, even something know. like that. I mean, it's... It depends on who comes to us. Sometimes we have the idea. Sometimes they do. And yes, you know. So you had mentioned that you you know you you've worked on aside from football, you worked worked on auto racing, basketball, horse racing, some hockey, some yeah. boxing. Yeah. Is there like a, one sport that for your particular job is like more challenging than the others? Do you have like a favorite or least favorite sports to operate graphics for? Um, horse racing can be challenging. Um, for what reasons? Uh, lack of familiarity. Not okay, I'm not big yeah. into horse racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does sometimes have that gambling aspect into it. You know, we're very involved in the Triple Crown uh, series as well as with uh, different things that happen during the summer, like with uh, Saratoga, uh, just in, in different environments where we're all going to these different places. And, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to track. Sometimes it's a lot more manual the way things that we may have to do. Uh, other times it's automatically generated, but I feel like there's a lot more manual aspect to horse racing oh, where it can get harder, you know? Um, I don't know if I know enough about horse racing to like kind of like really yeah. make that connection of why. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, some, <laughs> yeah, some things are predicted. Some things are given to us from the track. It depends on the access to data and sometimes we have to generate it ourselves. Sometimes we have to type it in manually, you know, it's just, uh, but you know, I really do enjoy football just because I'm like, grew up following it. I mean, I like basketball because I grew up playing basketball. I think that's just for natural reasons why. Yeah. And, uh, no, totally, you know, I'm totally makes I'm sense. so inclined to those. And I mean, but like, I also like, I also then wonder is like, you got to have your own team biases. And like, do you, have you ever had to operate any sort of painful graphic through, you know, just mountains of tears? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I say sometimes I save the tears, but uh, it it's not hard to. I, so I'm from Boston okay, originally. Okay, okay, okay. So as a result, oh, so I you, do like had, all the New England teams. You've had way less tears than many yeah, other people. So, so fuck you first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so working on working on the CBS crew this year, we did work the Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots did beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. That was awesome. Or you know, except it was a. Freaking boring Super Bowl. Okay, fine. For people that don't like defense, it yes. was a boring Super Bowl. So boring. The Rams crapped the bed, and that was a great thing to work. It was so much fun. Atlanta was great. Uh, I will say, though, last year uh, I did work the Super Bowl then, too, the Patriots versus the Eagles. It nice. did not feel good to go into the stadium after in order to take our equipment down from the cameras. And when that was happening, the ceremony was going on. All the confetti was flying, and I was like, but as someone who's just lived through like numerous Super Bowl wins, I can't before, complain. Dude. Yeah, exactly. It's so it, it's like, we're so spoiled. Exactly. Yeah, like, I, I got a good friend that's that's in your boat. That yeah, I'm just like no sympathy. Might rub it in your face sometimes. No, it's just more like no sympathy. <laughs> Don't yeah. exactly like. You so hear, this this question was just mute, moot for you. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's totally fine, dude. It's uh. Okay, so what about basketball then? What you, basketball. What you... I mean, I'm a Celtics fan, but for what I do, uh, we don't okay. do much with the NBA. Okay, um, okay. I did go to Hofstra University, so I always hope that they oh, make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, you know they haven't since 2001. Do you uh, work on the college basketball? I do work on college basketball. We actually did some March Madness. Uh, okay, so I don't think we, we there was I asked too many questions at once, but it's all good. is there a a prediction of a big like kind of blue sky like change the game type of yellow first down thing that you can maybe have heard rumors about people have been trying to do in your field they're like what's the next thing what's the next big thing yeah what's the next what's the next <sighs> iPhone in this world you know I don't you know I kind of hinted at it before with the sensor tracking uh, the the NHL is you know you were talking about the glow puck before yeah and there is a shot that it comes back to some capacity. Maybe not in a glowing way. Yeah. But uh, it is hard to track. But you know, there <laughs> is that is one of those leagues that may want to venture into 
uh, having data being accessed and more public to people. Um, it's not uh, all in place. We happen to do some stuff at the All-Star game that did make air involving a puck tracker. Uh, and that might be something that could possibly blow up. It's possible. I can't say it, I, it might be a reboot. I mean, I know that I know that Hollywood's rebooting a lot of things, and maybe it's just the <laughs> NHL and the television industry trying to reboot something that might be just dead. How much does this industry like look towards like video games and and the interplay between how they influence each other? Uh, they for the industry technology specifically, it can it can uh, intertwine. Yeah, depending on uh, if our services are around maybe for another company maybe we dive into it a little bit more from a vr360 perspective yeah i know that uh intel's kind of doing that a lot with sports now uh sometimes we partner with them sometimes we don't um but um we do a lot with esports i guess from a television in from a television broadcast perspective okay, maybe not actual video games but the way that esports are suddenly becoming such a huge thing in how we are able to give real-time stats, and uh, able to do a score bug or character generator yeah. for um, for these Madden tournaments or FIFA esports tournaments, you know, League of Legends, you know. And sometimes they are can be just as big as, you know, the sport itself. Yeah. You know, um, Overwatch is a big one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some, <laughs> it, it all depends, you know. It's just... It's what's the new thing and how can we help, you know? And esports yeah. a few years ago was something that was able to, you know, come on the scene. And luckily we had a product like involving a character generator that they were able to help out with. But video games, like, actually in the game, not like, entirely Like, sure. how much that influence? Yeah, because I guess I was just thinking of, like, how, like, okay, you play Mario Kart and then, like, sometimes <laughs> you play and then there's, like... Your ghost leader, you'll see the ghost leader pace car almost like yeah. Like I'm just curious, like there are ideas like this industry takes from like you know gaming. And you know that concept can even you know sometimes video games generate those ideas like the Skycam look yeah. that you were mentioning. That's the Madden. That's oh, the Madden that's perspective. Madden. Oh, I didn't even. And <laughs> you know the ghost car. Yeah. That's suddenly being in there now too with uh, yeah. with NASCAR Daytona 500. You know, we did a lot of, I think there was a lot of testing going on out there for that. And, you know, sometimes it made air. And, you know, we're trying to do that with other sports series, depending on the data that we get. We are heavily involved in IndyCar. We're heavily involved in uh, this sports card series, IMSA, you know, yeah. where you have like prototypes and GT cars that are racing each other. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes maybe they get into that game and, you know, we can help them out with that. And we help the viewers out just show like this is this is the pace. Yeah, Those yeah. cars are a big thing now. Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious, and then, like, for you, on like, a, just, like, almost, like, a logistical, like, day-to-day, week-to-week, like, how is your schedule figured out, like, what you do, you know? It, like, it's, it's such a unique job that I'm, it, like... How, it changes a lot. It's to cover so many different types of sports, yeah. like... Yeah. I mean, well, we have a... So, I'm part of a department. A lot of things that we do are yeah. uh, contractual people, a lot of contractors that do this operation. I happen to be um, in a department full of full-time people. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're put in different um, situations where, you know, th this product isn't used a lot, so they don't, they can't have a contractor, that, so they have us do it last minute. Or uh, maybe it's well in advance. You know, football, it's so demanding every weekend, but, you know, it's such a good routine to get into because you know exactly where you're going to go the next week. Yeah. Um, in, in certain ways, you know, you're going to be on the road at least. So a lot of the stuff that I do, it's like, we're, I'm traveling like 35 to 40 weeks out of the year and yeah. weekend, not just weeks, but weekends. So it's like, you know, weddings Damn. out the window, Damn. um, Damn. family reunions out the window. Sorry, mom. I hope you're not <laughs> listening. Sorry, Greg and Steve, my brother. Sorry. And, um, but like, it's, you know, it can, it can get tough at times, but you know, it's sports television, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, maybe when yeah. I was like fifteen or sixteen. So interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. that leads yeah. into one question of just like one of my friends was just like, "How does the fuck does one get it like into?" When I was like specifically like you're working in like the yellow first down line, yeah. how does one get into this profession? Like, how did yeah. like you went to school for the like sports broadcasting kind of thing? Television production, yeah, yeah. more behind the scenes stuff. I did some on air stuff here and there with radio. Okay. Um, 
you know, just stayed in sports, though. We, I mean, we were yeah. right next to the Islanders, and we did a lot of reporting and on-air stuff for uh, the New York Islanders. So I just kind of wanted to stay in sports, and, you know, I kind of floated my resume out there, and <laughs> SMT came back, and I fit the bill, and it you're, worked you're, out. And you're like, yeah, Durham sounds... I, w- I was willing to make the move, you know, I was, it's not like I was like looking for a change. It was just like, you know, I think this is a good investment in, you know, a good experience. I'm, and it sounds I'm like SMT it. is like kind of a leader in the space anyway. So they are, you like, know, they are, I would say they're the industry standard. They definitely are and well, stuff yeah, like they're, this. They're doing it's the, so specialized though. Yeah. If they're doing the Super Bowl, they're doing like the biggest broadcast in the country. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they and, you know, the and they can range from the Super Bowl all the way down to like a... U.S. Open of swimming, you know, some a tune-up for the Olympics. Sometimes it can be one. I think there was one weekend I worked seven Georgia State high school football championships in a U-Haul. Like <laughs> it can go, it can go from like five TV trucks yeah. to a U-Haul. I mean, okay. So now, just like okay, last question before we move on to the Brian questions. Sure. Um, any just sort of like anecdotes you've had from like your four to five years doing this kind of like these types of graphical jobs that like you think like it would be kind of uh, an interesting story that sure. some other Brian's might be enjoy hearing. Um, well, there are times specifically in football. A lot of other times, uh, depending on the event, uh, there can be famous people there. Yeah, so yeah. like uh, if we're in a good spot, if we're like all done with our work before the game starts, you know, maybe we'll walk around the venue, get a vibe, see what's going on, enjoy seeing the players up close because, you know, there are perks and everything of just kind of like being there. Yeah. You know, you have a credential, you know, just walk around and try to enjoy yourself. Um, but as I said, sometimes you meet famous people. I think the biggest encounter that I had involved uh, – Seeing Henry Winkler, the Fonz. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. he, I heard he's so nice. He is, yeah, man. I w- we were able to talk to him for a few minutes, and uh, he was in Seattle because I guess he's good friends with Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seahawks. And it was so cool to see him, and I was like, man, this is awesome. You know, sometimes <laughs> you see the mascot and you want to take a picture with the mascot. Yeah, there's yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and just you know, you're just trying to enjoy yourself and. You know, take pictures and just enjoy the moment because you don't know how long you're going to be doing it for. You don't know. Um, you just, you know, you're so just trying to. Well, re- many you're hanging out with the phones. Yeah, you're, you're making your, uh, exactly yeah. no big deal. And uh, <laughs> you know, when you're traveling a lot too, you gain frequent flyer miles, and you're oh, able to get upgraded to first class. That's definitely a perk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, you're just this TV TV road warrior. That's what they call the guys that do the national shows. <laughs> road warriors, like they're always on the they're always on the go. No, yeah, your, your job sounds like super interesting. I think you have like a better like a better understanding of just like how this thing that I've like probably spent you know hours, which add up to like months to years potentially at the end of my life. Looking at this yellow line, and you're just and wondering like, why. No, yeah, knowing a little bit what goes on behind the scenes of that, sure. that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, yeah, let's jump into the Brian questions here. <laughs> All right. Um, and let's just start off the first one. Do you know why your parents named you Brian? There isn't a clear cut explanation. Uh, I know that I was either going to be Brian Daniel or Daniel Brian, and they just happened to pick Brian Daniel when they saw me. Oh. So. Uh, yeah, I didn't know wow. specifically though. I know I don't know though. What's the what's the Daniel connection to your family? Not anything. Nothing specific. I don't know. Interesting. No. Okay. Well, do you have any ancestry that's like Irish that could potentially be a heritage Certain, reason? Yeah, I my dad's side is Irish, um, partially Scottish, but mainly Irish in a way. Okay, so that um, could be influential of like the name. A little bit, yeah. I think like Brian. I think I at one point I was able to figure out like it's just like Celtic origin at one point, so. Do you know That's why they I spelled it with a I versus a Y? No, no idea. No idea. <laughs> no idea. I, I like the I though. Uh, whenever I go to Starbucks and there's a Y though, I kind of I, I I do get a little bit upset. You well, know? that's just for me. But I they just, don't know. I, so. I just question though if they do that is just because there's like five times as many I Brian. So it's like why would you default to the Y? For me, if I get that, not I'm sure. like I'm like just curious of like yeah. why would you default to that? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of last names. You know, Luke Bryan, the country singer. Oh yeah, no, maybe as a, as a last name, why? A little Bryan different. Way. More. I don't want to go off uh, off the edge here. But. <laughs> Where does Bryan fit in? And uh, do you have siblings? Um, I do. I have two uh, two brothers, uh, Greg and Stephen. 
Greg, Steven, and yeah, Brian. I don't think I... So Greg and Steven don't sound... They're not too Irish. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think... I don't know. I think my parents are just good at picking names. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we, we, were, we, were a good, we were a good bunch. We were a good crew. Motley what about... Crew. What have you named? Uh, anything? Uh, any, uh, you know, a car, a bike, a pet? What do you mean? Have you named anything? Oh, just in general? Yeah. I, I find uh, Brian's to be pretty good namers. I don't know. I'm just curious um, if you've named anything. I don't think so. No, just the green machine one time for my first car. Mazda Protégé <laughs> 95. I don't See, know. that's a pretty good name. I like, I like it. Green just the green machine, machine though. The green um, machine. Hell yeah. No, I don't think we really... You, mm. you, you and the old girlfriend don't have a little starter cat or dog? <laughs> no, we named our apartment, though. We named our apartment... At the time, you ever heard the, you know the movie Maxaw Ridge? No, wow, sorry. Hacksaw Ridge. I've heard of it. It's uh, Andrew Garfield is in it. it. Andrew Garfield. Never he, seen it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So we named our apartment Maxaw Ridge. I'm sure there's because, a client out there that appreciates it. Yeah. Uh, just because of the last <laughs> name, though. Just because of the Mac. That's it. Mac, and then my, my girlfriend's last name is Shaw, so we just put it together, Maxaw Ridge. So <laughs> we thought it was clever. It's still there. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm not, I, I, you don't, there's a you Brian don't, out there that's just cackling with delight. Max Shawridge, you. <laughs> it's okay, two-part question, dead or alive, one other Brian to meet, who would it be, and favorite Brian of all time, so, Oof. to meet, and then favorite. To meet, ooh, that's kind of tough. There are, there are like a lot of, hmm. I don't know, I feel like I'm very sports-centric, so, uh, the Celtics had this guy named Brian Scalabrini. Oh yeah, I've um, heard yeah, of him. Like he's, he's, I would say he's one of my. I would, sorry, I'm, talk, I'm talking like the favorite ones. Uh, Scalabrini is a big one. Brian Hoyer is a Patriot. Uh, he's a good one. He's a backup QB. You know, for that yeah, other. Yeah, previously a Texan. It was kind of bad there, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's found his way around the NFL. Um, yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, those would be the two. You know what? There is. So for favorites, Sorry. I can pull up a, a cheat sheet if you yeah. want. Yeah, I am. I'm just. I'm just saying. I, I'm thinking of just Brian's off the top of my head. Um, you know what? I grew up on the Backstreet Boys, and there was this guy, uh, Brian Luttrell. Yes. He was really. You know, he is probably one of my favorite Brian's though. <laughs> I grew up on Backstreet Boys. My mom really liked them and had us listen. So. <laughs> um, Brian Luttrell was probably up there in like my top five. Okay, I'd so what say. about meat then? Just like if you want, like, just you know, it doesn't have to be a favorite. Yeah, if I wanted to meet, if I wanted to meet a Brian. Oh, you know what? Brian Wilson is an interesting guy. When I mean Brian Wilson, I don't mean the Beach, Beach Boys one. I mean the baseball pitcher. pitcher. Okay, yeah, yeah he's a sports guy. He's okay. an interesting guy. He is. A, he's a fear the beard. He's know? fear the beard. Uh, he's had an. He's had an interesting. Uh, situation it's just an interesting life or interesting career so uh you know i'd like to sit down and maybe have a beer with him one time <laughs> okay uh let's do a trivia question here sure uh a sports trivia question okay which 2018 football hall of fame brian had his name misspelled brain on the cover of the event guidebook and i'll give you some multiple choice here event guidebook yeah. Oh, multiple choice. So, 2018 Brian, who's inducted into the Football Hall of Fame. Okay. And his name was misspelled Brain. So, here are mm. your choices Brian Erlacher. Okay. Brian Dawkins. Brian Orakbo. And Brian Piccolo. Okay. So, this is kind of tough because I know, I think two of them might have been in the same class. So, it would have been 2018. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I one of them s- was misspelled brain. Oh, I want to so say... So if you know which ones could be in 2018, that's going to narrow it down for I you. I do, and I think it's the first two. I'm going to say... Was it Brian Erlacher? Yeah. Yes. Well, no, no, no. Wait. That, that, that was one of the options. Oh, no. I'm try- So my official guess is Brian Erlacher. It sounds like I got it wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, it was Brian Dawkins. No. Who you were guessing also was in that same yeah, class. Yeah, I was... That but was you knew. Yeah, you knew those were the two in 2018. Yeah. Yes. Because Brian Arakbo is not a nuctee in the Football Hall of Fame. Brian Piccolo is I don't died even. in 1970. He's the subject of the the, the made-for-TV movie called Brian's Song. Oh, and, I know uh, that one, yeah. You know, a Bears running back who died of cancer. Back yeah. In the day. yeah. Well, not. <laughs> Definitely oh, not God. a 2018 uh, yeah. inductee. No. Oh, man. <laughs> Brian Dawkins. His name was misspelled Brain on the cover of the event guidebook. Wow, great safety. <laughs> great guy. Great player. All right, harder question. If you had to choose a first name other than Brian, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. I guess that by default it was going to be Daniel. I do like Daniel. 
So dang, I'd say oh, Daniel. That's true. Yeah, yeah you, I'll you, say Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan would be there. my name. <laughs> Overall, would you say that being a Bryan has been a plus or a minus in your life? Definitely a plus. Okay. Good. I feel like I I think I've just embraced it, and hence why I'm on this podcast. And it, it's just who I am. I've come to accept it, and I'm good. There's only, yeah. There's only one right answer to that. Question. Yes, it's a plus, big time. Any memorable instances in of your name being misspelled brain in your life? Oh yeah, you know what? Actually, it's at work because I'm pretty sure that on my laptop, on the username, in order I try to log in, it's still brain, but I don't correct anybody. So every time, so every login, yeah. So like everyone looks in the portal or or in a maybe it's on the portal, but like I look in, it says B, it says BDM, yeah, and I realize oh, it still says brain, but I'm not gonna correct anybody. (laughs) That's kind of my only big story, yeah. Not not in a football Hall of Fame guidebook. No, not, not quite in that, yet. Not yet. Not in that kind of way, but maybe in the maybe the the Emmys uh, sports broadcast. Oh, that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> Emmys would be pretty cool. Let's hope that doesn't happen. You might have just. I hope you didn't just predict the future. Yeah, we'll see. The <laughs> Emmy thing, yes. The brain thing, yikes. But uh, yeah. looking back at all the Brian's you met in your life, do you believe there are any shared common characteristics or personality traits that might stem from being a Brian? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Loyalty? We'll say loyalty. <laughs> I'm not sure. I really don't know. That's, that that answer is always all over the place. There are it's, a lot of... Yeah, there's never a consistency to that answer. <laughs> maybe, so we'll yeah. go with loyalty. Sure. Okay, now, now we're just going to end with any message uh, you'd just like to say to all the Bryans out there. Um, when you're watching a football game, all I'm going to say is, you know. And also, just keep on keeping on. Because you're a Brian. I think you're the best. If you're watching the game, you know. You, you, who's you know. That. You just know. You Don't, know. Exactly. You know who's behind the, behind the, behind the, the yellow, yellow line. Yeah. <laughs>